Welcome to the I'm Done Apologizing podcast, where we're creating a community of women who advocate and empower. I'm Michelle, and I'm so glad you're joining us. On today's episode, we're diving into apologizing as minimizing behavior. Women have been socially trained to be apologetic when they deem they are disturbing or upsetting others or a situation. We'll discuss more today on how apologizing may show up at work or at home and ways to stop apologizing. Let's set the scenario. You're in a meeting and a woman comes into the room or the conversation after the meeting has already begun. Typically, she's going to say, oh, sorry for being late and squeeze into that first available spot at the table. Or in our new working environment, virtual meetings, maybe she's going to apologize for tardiness at that first opportunity that she gets to speak in the meeting. Now, we can probably make some assumptions that she doesn't have some chronic tardiness and she probably got pulled into something else. So the question is, why did she feel the need to apologize in that situation? Well, according to the article, Why Women Apologize More Than Men, Gender Differences in Thresholds for Perceiving Offensive Behavior, there's several reasons why women may apologize more than men. Some of those include showing concern over being courteous, using an apologizing or a word filler when unsure what else to say, or simply avoiding conflict. These reasons ring true to me when I think about situations in which I've heard women apologizing, especially, but not exclusively, in work settings. Maybe you've heard this too. Sometimes I've heard apologies in situations that include bumping into someone, asking a question, declining a request, being busy, asking for time off, addressing a disruptive colleague, popping into the boss's office, or admitting a mistake. Now, admittedly, I have also been caught into the trap of apologizing in most of these scenarios, too. And as soon as those words, I'm sorry, leave my mouth, I immediately scold myself. Hey, we're our own worst critics, yeah? Now, some of you may say, but Michelle, what if I truly made a mistake and I need to apologize for my wrongdoing? Well, my response to that is, of course, you need to right your wrong, of course. But to stop apologizing altogether would be missing my point. When my oldest daughter started apologizing at the age of three for things she had not done wrong, my immediate response back to her was, did you do something wrong? Did you hurt someone? Then you do not need to apologize. At the age of three, she was already being socialized at daycare and by relatives to apologize for simply existing. And yes, I ask these same questions to my adult counterparts when they apologize. So why is this such an important topic? Well, let's talk about the impact of unnecessarily apologizing. The first reason, it shows insecurity and self-doubt. Now, when I'm in conversations where other women start a thought with, I'm sorry, but I cringe. I visibly and sometimes audibly cringe. Usually, what's following the but is some sort of an amazing idea, yet most of the room won't get that amazing idea because it just wasn't expressed with confidence from the start. If this is something you do, I empower you to stop yourself when you feel the I'm sorry about to slip across your lips. Sit up a tad taller, make sure your feet are planted on the floor, and say with confidence the idea you want to share. 
Girl, you have amazing ideas, and you should never be sorry to share them. Another reason is showing insincerity. If you're constantly apologizing for your ideas, for being present, for coming into conversations late, that apology will eventually feel insincere. I've worked with colleagues who apologize at the start of every staff meeting for things like not being caught up on emails, coming in late, having to deal with a situation that came up during a meeting. It became a point where the I'm sorry felt insincere because all the other reasons took priority over the task at hand. When apologizing, ensure that it's authentic and that you have a true reason for apologizing. The next reason, powerlessness. It's a hard hitter. In many scenarios, you may think you have no power in a conversation or in making a decision. In my work, I tend to be one of few or sometimes the only woman in a conversation. Wow, can I just tell you how intimidating that is? I recently found myself in a conversation where the others at the virtual table were all two to five position titles above me, yet I was intentionally asked to be part of the conversation. I certainly held some power in the conversation as I was the person who worked directly on the day-to-day pieces of the topic at hand. And you know what I did? I used words, minimizing words, like maybe and what if, when what my inner dialogue was really saying was, we already have these tools. We need to use what we have. Immediately, I was disappointed in myself for using those words that lessened my power and authority in that situation. I texted a friend, who's also a colleague, and quickly highlighted what happened. And her response was exactly what I needed. She replied with, you'll do better next time. And she was right. In that very next conversation, I confidently outlined the plan, called out what has not worked in the past, and shared how my team would approach the situation. I knew I had the power in the conversation and confidently expressed it. When you find yourself in a situation where you are the person undermining your own power, determine what small steps you can do to regain that power and find yourself a hype person. I have some amazing ones in my life, and I do the same for others. The last highlight is how apologizing can compromise your professional value. Now, let's take a look at it from this lens. If you're supervising or managing someone, if they don't seem confident in their job, do you give them more or fewer projects for them to work up as they come up? If you don't supervise or manage, you likely can think of a coworker or a peer who may fit this mold. When women apologize for things that are out of control or for taking up space, right, things like technology not working, using the copier when someone approaches it, almost or actually bumping into someone around a blind corner, we begin to minimize who we are and how we show up to others. When someone becomes less confident in themselves, we also become less confident in them as peers, colleagues, or supervisees. If you're a chronic apologizer, think about the situations where you apologize most. In large meetings where you don't often like to speak up, when advocating for yourself, when you're taking up space you don't feel you've earned, think about how the people respond to you. Today, yes, today, I want you to catch yourself just once and not apologize. And even if the words, I'm sorry, come out of your mouth, pause and say, no, I'm not sorry for this point I'm about to make, and then carry on with the amazing thing that was about to come out of your mouth. 
You have got this. Okay, okay, okay. So uh, we know apologizing is not my fault. It's something I have to work on. But how do we even start? All right, my friends, I've got some tools for you. So start with thank you instead. The next time you're about to say I'm sorry for something, replace it with thank you. For example, the next time you're about to run late to a meeting, instead of apologizing for being late, say thank you for waiting. Or if they didn't wait, say thank you for allowing me time in my other meeting. For other ideas, make sure you head on over to my Instagram page at done.apologizing. Another strategy is to embrace the silence. I know, I know my extroverted friends may struggle with this, but rather than apologizing, stay silent. This will allow others to hear the point instead of the apology. Use the tool of enlisting others to help. And I'm going to talk about both human and technology. So share with others who you're frequently around about your goal to minimize your frequency of using apologetic language. Ask them to point out when you use it or when you could have used a different phrase. Or if you both feel comfortable, have them call it out in the moment and in the meeting. There's no shame in having others know why you're eliminating that apologetic behaviors from your language. If you're using the behaviors in your written communication, which in our more virtual world we probably are doing, consider using free ads, add-ons and apps and, and checking your writing. Grammarly is a great tool that is free that you can use to engage in a lot of written communication, including your posts on social media, as well as your email and documents that you're writing for work. Now, my favorite one, and one that I probably use most frequently with others, is to ask if they've actually done something wrong. There are many times when you should apologize. If you had intended, had unintended harm in a meeting, if you mess up on a report or numbers, or if you missed a meeting altogether, or if you haven't done anything wrong, ask yourself why you're apologizing and if it's appropriate for the moment. Remember this. A habit, like most habits, this is going to take time and consistency to change your behaviors and habits. Can you continue to work on how you show up in your spaces and make it known how you want to be present? You do amazing work, and you deserve to be touted as the confident, amazing human that you are. Thank you for coming along on this journey with me. If you enjoy this topic and know other women who will benefit from this conversation, please pass this along to them. I would also be most appreciative if you hit the subscribe button on your Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to join me on Instagram at, at done.apologizing. Thank you for listening and remember, you are fabulous. You are a badass. You got this, and I'm here for you.